Now we begin with the Pasuk at the beginning of our parsha. It says, that Hashem appeared to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, the Kel Shakai with the name Kel Shakai, that Hashem told Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov that, uh, that I am Kel Shakai. And I wasn't known to them with the name Shem Havaya. Now, uh, Rashi gives uh, two pshatim, but the uh, uh, first pshat is that uh, that Hashem didn't uh, reveal his uh, truth. In other words, the promises that he gave, the blessings that he gave to Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov have not yet been fulfilled. And therefore, Shmi Havaya, my name Havaya, Hashem's name Yurke Vavke, which is the name of truth, represents every name of Hashem represents a certain quality, and this represents truth, hasn't yet uh, been uh, revealed to them uh, because the, there's still promises to come. So now the first word of the uh, first word of the the, the beginning of Vaera uh, can mean both I appeared and I will appear. So uh, it represents both Hashem revealing Himself to the Avos to our forefathers and Hashem re- revealing Himself to us now and throughout all of history. Now. There are only three of us. What does it mean, forefathers, in a spiritual sense? It means that there are three people who bequeath their spiritual quality to all of the Jewish people because there are many great tzaddikim, but only the, the of us give over their uh, quality to everyone. The shvatim, they, they are, could be different people. Some people take Reuben's quality, others take Shimon's quality, etc. Uh, but the others, the forefathers, are for everyone. So now, so w- we said that Hashem Va'era, Hashem revealed Himself to the others, to the forefathers, and also Va'era is uh, talking about now that Hashem reveals Himself to uh, each of us uh, nowadays. And uh, so we need to understand uh, this uh, revelation that is both to each of us and to our forefathers. So to understand this through the uh, marshal, through the metaphor of a fetus and then a born uh, child. So uh, we can compare God laws, the time of exile, to uh, to pregnancy, the state of pregnancy, and then Gaula, redemption, to the state of birth. Like we see that there are psukim that uh that uh, that compare mashiach the re- redemption to birth like it says that uh, when mashiach comes it'll be uh that design has given birth to children whereas when we're ex- in exile in galos uh, the pasuk says that uh that the children have come that they're there on the birth stall but because later there's no strength to actually give birth to them now that's when we're in a in a distress, and similarly, um, before Mashiach coming, it's the pos- the, the pastor calls it chevle leidot, the birth pangs. Similarly, uh, the uh, the redemption from Mitzrayim is also compared to a birth, uh, like uh, the the pasuk says, 
all the Sayach B'yam so it talks about the liberation from Egypt as the day that you are born. So what is the comparison between Golos and uh, and uh, being uh, a fetus uh, inside the mother's womb versus Geula, redemption, compared to birth? So the idea is that... Uh, like the Gemara says that Rabbi Simloi comp- compared a fetus. Uh, he says that the, the fetus, it's uh, all folded up and uh, the head is between the knees and, and then the, the heels uh, 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 folded backwards. And then the uh, mother, uh, the, the uh, fetus just eats whatever the mother eats and its mouth is closed. It's eating just through uh, its stomach, then once it's born, so then it no longer uh, eats through its belly. Instead, the uh, the uh, uh, mouth uh, is used for eating and for breathing, and, and now it uses all its organs. So uh, before it was born, so the head is uh, it is not it, it's not uh, used for thinking in the in like afterbirth, and uh, similarly it can't it can't see. And uh, it, it, like we said before, it doesn't eat through its mouth, uh, although it has all those same limbs and it doesn't breathe either. Uh, but only when once it's born and then it, uh, then it can uh, make noise. And that's why uh, crying and the baby comes out and it cries. That's a sign of life. Uh, and that's uh, connected to breathing. Uh, whereas before it doesn't have that, all the, the limbs are just folded up and they're not being they're not used for anything. So now the same thing we can say about the uh, Jewish people that uh, yes, uh, in the times of Golos we also have the full spiritual body, but we're not able to use the higher organs, only the lower organs. As we'll continue to explain that. We are able to do mitzvahs. We're able to use our, so to speak, our low organs, our hands and feet. We're doing what's right, but we're not connecting to it. We're not uh, sensing Hashem in our mind and heart. Our mind and heart are like asleep. They're, they're not yet born. And therefore, before birth, the fetus doesn't use its higher organs. So uh, in the time of Godless, so then Hashem is in a state of being uh, exalted and removed beyond us like the pasuk says Hashem mimar, mimar that Hashem roars from on high from an exalted place like or like Zaya says that uh, that Hashem departs on high uh, spiritually and uh, this is what the pasuk refers to in the famous pasuk here we are there's the famous lines about uh, Rachel, that as the Jewish people are going into exile, it says, Kal nishma, that we hear the uh, a voice uh, from Rama, uh, and uh, also or like we interpreted also on high, and we hear the voice of Rachel, Mavakal that Rachel cries for her children, Kienenu, because they are, they're gone, they're not there anymore. Uh, so we can interpret this as Kienen, or not talking like a simple interpretation. It's talking about the Jewish people who have been taken into exile. But Kienen, because Hashem is not uh, present in a visible and a noticeable way, that Hashem goes up on high.
and he removes the revelation of his presence from uh, this earth so that it appears as if the world is just running based on natural, uh, its natural course without Hashem's involvement, that our eyes are blocked from seeing Hashem's light. And uh, even when we do mitzvahs, which mitzvahs are the sustenance of our neshama, so it, it doesn't pass through their, their higher organs to them. In other words, it, it, it doesn't awaken within them an excitement for Hashem, a love and reverence and an understanding of Hashem in our minds and hearts, uh, but instead it just goes straight to the belly. In other words, it, it just it, it is only simply doing what's right without fear, sensing what's right and understanding what's right. Uh, like uh, like the uh, uh, like the pasuk says uh, that we we're meant to know Hashem as well, uh, but instead we do we we do uh, like the pasuk Vatiyera Samosi mitzvahs are not lamada that we're just doing what we're told that our reverence is only to the degree of following instructions but without any real feeling, and it's all cold. So that is what spiritual exile means. When we're not in touch and Hashem is not in touch with Hashem. Whereas the idea of Mashiach, spiritually, the idea of redemption is all about the revelation of Hashem. And that's what is called birth spiritually. And about that time, the Pasuk says that I am by Nero, that we'll see Hashem eye to eye. And that depends on, although in the time of Golos that's concealed, but uh, to get there, it's through our voter, through our uh, best efforts during the times of exile. That what can we do now? We can try to awaken the all of us inside our soul. We have this Ava Musateris, this uh, hidden love to Hashem. And we can, we certainly have it there, but it's hidden and we have to try to awaken it. And how do we do that? Through reflecting on ideas that will hopefully excite us to come closer to Hashem and to love Hashem. And especially with Shema, that, uh, that's the uh, core pasuk that, that we're meant to reflect on in order to come to Vahavta, to come to a love of Hashem. So in Shema, we say that Hashem is one. And seemingly, as is asked in many places, why does it say Hashem is one? It should say Hashem is not just Echad, but Yochid. Hashem is the only one. When you say one, there's one, two, three. It, it doesn't tell me that there's only one and that's it. It should have said a strong word, Yochid. So the explanation is that for Hashem, of course, really it's Yochid. Really, there's only Hashem and that's it. But what we mean when we say Echad is even in the world, even in a place where the, there is apparently where there seems to be multiple ex- type, uh, different uh, existences and each one is independent. So even there, Hashem is one. And like uh, we know the, uh, that the word Echad has three letters. Aleph is one, even in Ches, in eight, in the seven heavens and earth, and even in Dalet, in the four directions. Uh, so in all directions, where which seemingly are all about division and differences, but even there, Hashem is one. And uh, the, the uh, when we talk about the directions, so they, they, they don't just mean, we're not just talking about the physical directions, but also the spiritual directions. 
that uh, we we have up and down spiritually. Up and down spiritually is like a higher level and a lower level, not just physical place. But when you say that this um, this scholar is greater than that scholar, we don't mean he's bigger. We mean he's greater in terms of a higher quality of understanding. Uh, so in a similar way, in the spiritual worlds, you can have higher and lower. And uh, then we have uh, the four directions that, uh, like we've said in previous memoriam, that south is chesed, is uh, loving kindness, and north is gvor, is reverence, because uh, the south is the right side when you're facing east, and the left is uh, the uh, north is the left side. And uh, all of them come together, all four directions, meaning av and yira, chesed and gvor, they all come together around uh, Hashem, and that's what we mean when we say Hashem is one, that all these different qualities are all one. They all are really, it's all one. It's really all Hashem. But at a deeper level, we would say Yachid, that Hashem is the only one. And that's before any of these different uh, styles uh, come into existence. Because really, like we say in Vayvarch David, we say, that to you Hashem is greatness and is uh, uh, strength, all the different qualities are to you, meaning that they're all bottled, they're all nullified before Hashem. And uh, they're, they're really all, all the same and make no difference. Hashem is uh, a, a below just as much as he is above. And uh, really for Hashem, we wouldn't say, we wouldn't even talk about Hashem filling worlds and surrounding worlds. Hashem is beyond the whole concept of worlds. And uh, like the, we say in uh, in uh, the uh, third last halukah, in Kapitel Kuv Mem Chesav Tehillim, we say that Hashem's name is uh, aloof, it's uh, an, an, an alone. And only Hashem's glory is manifest on earth and heaven. So Hashem himself and even his name is really beyond and only his glory, some ray from Hashem, is what is on uh, on uh, earth and heavens. And even there, we it says earth before heavens. Uh, so in other words, we're still not talking about regular um, mamali energy. Mamali energy, the, uh, the light of Hashem, the energy of Hashem, which fills the worlds, would have heaven above earth. But here we're saying even the glory of Hashem is on earth and heavens. And uh, that's, uh, it's actually, in a way, more on earth. And uh, like we say, that Hashem's uh, uh, glory fills all of earth. And so therefore, when we do a mitzvah, so then so we have Hashem present with us. Whereas the angels above, they say, where is the place of Hashem? Uh, that they're, they're seeking to praise, to praise Hashem, to connect, but they say, where? So now when we uh, meditate and reflect on all these ideas that connect the Shema about how uh, even in this place of uh, where there's multiplicity and there's all there's seemingly all, all differences in this four directions and the seven heavens, all the different styles and spiritual energies, even there, everything is one. This is the meaning of Echad, that Hashem is one, meaning even in a place of multiplicity, still Hashem is one, that, uh, that even there, the only real thing is, is Hashem. So now, 
in the, we, we compared uh, Galos, the time of exile, to uh, pregnancy and the time of Allah, the time of redemption to birth. So the time of pregnancy is where Hashem uh, is not, not felt so much and Hashem like goes up and uh, that Hashem is really beyond worlds and Hashem really is, there's only Hashem and that's it, but we just don't sense it. But then when Mashiach comes, the Pasuk says about that time, we say at the end of Aleinu that then Hashem will be one and his name will be one, meaning that then Hashem's oneness will also be revealed in this physical world. Like the Gemara asks, what, is Hashem not one now? But the idea is that then it will be revealed. That uh, now we can't, uh, we don't uh, read Hashem's name. We don't pronounce Hashem's name as it is uh, written. Uh, we don't re- read or say Yudke Vavke, whereas when Mashiach comes, we will, which represents revelation of Hashem in this world. So, uh so although we're in Golos, although we're in a time where Hashem is not so manifest, uh, but still, because we have that special closeness with Hashem, we're Amkarova, his close nation, so therefore we're able to bring down Hashem's uh, oneness even now, that Hashem should be revealed even now, both in the world and upon ourselves. And that is through... Shema Yisrael, and the positive Shema Yisrael, so the first two words, Shema Yisrael, is saying that we should hear. What is true hearing and listening? It's the reflecting, meditating, understa- truly understanding that Hashem is our God, meaning that Hashem really is our God, is beyond, is not uh, sort of lowered in the, within uh, within uh, world multiplicity. And then it continues, Hashem Echad, Echad, that uh, even when Hashem is involved in worlds and uh, multiplicity, even there, Hashem is still one. So now, when we uh, think about this and really truly reflect on this when we say Shema, so then that will bring us to uh, to the next Pasuk Vahafta. Uh, because the uh, the goal of our creation is to make a dear abdachtainim, is to make a dwelling place in the lower uh, space, and that causes Hashem's, when we uh, work not not just on, on high and r- r- rising beyond, but on uh, impacting on uh, the uh, worldliness, which is from within ourselves, and our Shabbat our animal soul, and then also transforming the world. Like it says that what was the purpose in Mitzrayim, in Egypt? It wasn't just to free the Jewish people, but Mitzrayim ki Hashem. Hashem wanted that Egypt should know that I am Hashem, Hashem said. Uh, so it's about that transformation. So, uh, and that's the idea of the Balshuva, who is beyond the tzaddik, the returnee who, who transforms his surrounding is greater than the one who was holy from the beginning. And this is also the meaning of the Pasuk in Tehillim, the second last uh, capital, which uh, we say is part of the Halalukas, Yismach Yisrael Ba'isav, that uh, Yisrael, the Jewish people, uh, rejoice in their maker. Now, their maker, of course, is Hashem, but it uses Osa, which could be uh, uh, translated in the plural, that his makers, the Jewish people's makers. And that's because uh, what we're saying is that we should rejoice 
in the multiplicity when when it's not clear that that there's just one existence Hashem and that's it but in that place of multiplicity we should rejoice at the opportunity of bringing it together Uh, that when we do that then we're doing our ultimate purpose through transforming the uh, world to godliness so that, uh, that that's like that's our whole purpose, and and that's a way of a path to Dirvatahtani. And therefore we should rejoice in that opportunity. Okay, so now so in so uh, we said that although in the time of Golos in the time of exile, uh, we can do Judaism, but we can't fully see it we can't perceive how Hashem is one but still we can do a little bit we can try to work up an Ava love of Hashem through reflecting in Shema about how uh, that even within this world Hashem Echad Hashem is one that Hashem is uh, still the uh, only existence and uh, then when we think about that we'll both yearn to, to, to connect to something real uh, that uh, and once we realize Hashem's only real thing, we'll want to connect to that. Also, like it says in previous Maimarim, that uh, we'll, we can think about how Hashem is totally beyond. Hashem is really Yachid, and nevertheless, He chose out of love to us to come down to us and be present and manifest within our world. And that's the idea of Echad. Even within the world, there's only Hashem, but that's another way to come to Ava, a love of Hashem through that gratitude that Hashem cares and goes down to us. And also uh, through mirroring Hashem's feeling to us, we mirror back to Hashem. Anyway, so uh, through all this, we come to Ava, to love Hashem with both our nefshalikis, our godly soul, and our nefshalikis, our animal soul. Uh, the, the, the Ava is a fiery love because it comes from a distance, uh, from being far. And then, therefore, it's more passionate than if he was always close the whole time. Now, uh, when we serve Hashem, uh, it has to be with simcha, with joy, like it says, uh, so that the uh, Jewish, Jewish people should be happy, should rejoice with their maker. Like it says, uh, we should serve Hashem with joy, and that even more so that we're punished if we don't, if we don't serve Hashem with joy. It's 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 a negative. It says that tacha that the reason for the tacha of all the rebukes uh, is because because we didn't serve Hashem with joy and gladness of heart. Like the Rizal explains that that itself, not serving Hashem with joy, is itself a uh, sin and something that can uh, cause uh, negative things. Now, uh, this uh, happiness in, in the opportunity to, to serve Hashem and to, to fulfill our mission of creation, transforming uh, the darkness where Hashem's uh, uh, energy is not manifest to light, clear godliness so that uh that joy in fulfilling our mission is compared to milk uh like uh, the pasuk says in shira shirim where it's uh, uh praising uh the uh the two lovers praising uh, each other and and it talks about milk and honey milk and honey there's milk and honey under your tongue so it's the idea of uh, joy and pleasure So now, in continuing our metaphor, we have the fetus before it's born. Then we have the baby once it's born. 
and uh, the uh, when the mother wants to gift the, and and to show her love to the child more after he's born, so she feeds the uh, ba- the baby, and uh, that is uh, like uh, her pleasure. She takes the light in in feeding the uh, baby, and. Uh, it also and the child also takes the light because and this is his uh, his pleasure and his growth uh, and then he he slowly grows until he's able to move around and to walk. Now, the milk comes from uh, blood, and the the blood uh, comes from uh, eating. That uh, when the mother eats, then uh, that uh, what what she eats turns to blood, and then the uh, baby. Uh, can eat from that blood, which then turns to milk. So what does this represent spiritually? So what that means is that milk, which is is the baby's delight uh, and therefore connected to Simcha, so that milk comes from blood, which blood is something from uh, the side of Gevurah, from severity. Now, with Karbanos, with the sacrifices in the base of Migdash, so there's uh, the the uh, food, so to speak, that's uh, put on the mizbeach, and uh, and and uh, that's referred to in the uh, phrase Yisrael Mefranes in Lavim Shabbat that the Jewish people they sustain their Father in heaven, and the idea of the carbon is to. Uh, is to bring especially the uh, blood, uh, which uh, the 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 uh, when when person takes an animal and he sacrifices that animal and brings it as a carbon, so he's like giving up himself and uh, giving himself over to Hashem's oneness and in particular his nefesh, his animal soul. But it goes up on the mizbeach and becomes totally one with Hashem. So now we don't have the Mizbeach nowadays, but uh, we, what we can do is uh, try to spiritually um, bring, give ourselves over on that Mizbeach to Hashem uh, in our endavening. And uh, when, when we say a bracha, when we say baracha to Hashem, what we're saying is that even though we can't lift up the carbon to Hashem nowadays, we don't have a carbon, but what we are asking is at the very least, Hashem should, Baruch should lower himself, his spiritual energy down to us. Because even when uh, we're not able to achieve what we should, but Hashem is still, he wants good in others. He wants to bring down to us, even when we're not uh, elevating up towards Hashem. And uh, this is what we mean in the in a, every bracha where we start off Baruch Hashem blesses you Hashem and others to bring Hashem down uh, into our world, and then we continue Elikeno, which Elikeno uh, means that our person God Elikeno Hashem as He is within our reality that uh, we should have uh, Hashem's uh, light and energy brought right down to us. 
And uh, so this happens uh, through uh, davening, through making a bracha, but really it happens also through every mitzvah, uh, the because the 248 mitzvahs are the 248 limbs, and every limb is somewhere where the neshama can be manifest. The neshama uh, soul gives a life force to the whole body, so it's manifest in all the different limbs within each of their, each one has its own specific ability, but the, the neshama rests within each one of them. So now, this is uh, this uh, bringing godliness down into the world uh, through davening. So that's like uh, spiritual eating. The idea of eating is that it it strengthens the uh, the connection between the uh, soul and body. That when a person eats, and then he continues to live, his body and soul are, connect, are strong, more strongly connected. And uh, similarly through mitzvahs. That they uh, they connect the highest of worlds, the life force, the energy of worlds, uh, with the world. That uh, that Hashem should be able to be uh, in a revealed way, should be uh, manifest, should be able to dwell in the lower worlds, and that's the idea of Jerubatachtainim. That it should be re- revealed how Hashem is one, Hashem Echad, in the lower worlds, and uh, then. Uh, so the the uh, Jewish people benefit from this as well that uh, they receive this uh, this uh, some of Hashem's light, which is uh, which is revealed, and this gives their um, it wakes up their mind and heart to love Hashem as well. That it shouldn't just be uh, that they're in a state of uh, still in pregnancy where the the high organs don't work. In Gaulist times, we don't have that uh, deeper revelation of Hashem, but at least we can try to uh, well up uh, Ava, love of Hashem. Now, this Ava also has Gevura in it. It's like uh, we said that the milk is made from blood. The blood comes from Gevura on the side of the Yitzchak. Uh, because uh, what causes the love to be even more passionate? It's the fact that the person was uh, far. And he uh, he has uh, within himself he he has uh, parts of himself pulling himself to independence, so to speak, from Hashem. And it's his own uh, separate pleasures and, and desires and strivings. So then the blood is the idea of bouncing back even faster. And that's the idea of Yitzhak and and like the idea of a carbon from a, a broken spirit, which is all the side of Gavura. And then the third level is Yaakov. So the essence here is Ava, love, which is Avram. Then the uh, sort of bounce back and yearning that comes from being a farm, and that's Yitzhak. And then Yaakov is Rachmanus to have uh, pity and mercy for the uh, spark of Hashem and the Neshama that had to come down into all this mark. And uh, the, and and anyone who once with Sadik doesn't feel this Rahmanus because he stayed close the whole time. But anyone who sort of veered off a little, or just the fact that they're within a physical world with physical pleasures and strivings, so then they feel have they feel this Rahmanus or should feel this Rahmanus, this uh, pity on their godly soul. And then the next step is from this sense of pity. So then we move on to simcha, to joy. So yes, uh, my body and my animal soul is sunken very low down and I feel Rahmanus on it. But at the same time, that's not the whole me. 
but we have within ourselves also a nephilic kiss, a godly soul, which is one with Hashem. And therefore, at the same time that we're, we're uh, sort of feeling uh, Rahmanus, um, pity on being distant, we should also be feeling joy on the, the uh, opportunity that part of us and Hashem is one with Hashem and can come back right to Hashem. So although um, my body is still not perfect and my body is still involved in all the physical pleasures and strivings and, and perspectives, but at the same time, although I've got Rachmanus, I've got pity on that, but I can have great simcha, great joy on my Nefshalakis, my godly soul that's able to just bond with Hashem through mitzvahs. And uh, so this, uh, this uh, joy is uh, the is uh, f- due to the continuation of a bracha that we say who sanctifies us through our mitzvahs that the mitzvahs sanctify us and especially when they uh, when they come after darkness that the person felt bad for being far away so now uh, he he's excited by this idea that the mitzvahs uh, are an opportunity to bond with Hashem. And that's why it says that we'll come to Mashiach with crying. And the crying is the uh, is the feeling pity for the neshama that it's uh, had to veer off in, into uh, uh, separation from Hashem. And then after that, the simcha, the joy in the fact that we we can uh, do a mitzvah and, and bond and be one. So this is uh, <clears throat> this is uh, why. We only say slachlano, we only ask Hashem for forgiveness once we're already in Shmuel Esrei, which is the peak of El Davening. Why don't we ask for forgiveness earlier? Uh, because until earlier, before we've said Shema, we're not a- able to reach this uh, state of uh, forgiveness. But uh, once we've said Shema, so then Hashem's oneness is, rev- is manifested to us, and then we uh, notice uh, our lacking, and therefore we're able to then have mercy on it and try to fix it. And then after the mercy, the next step is, is great simcha, great joy. And without the mercy, we wouldn't have that joy, because only once, you real- once a person realizes how far he is, so then he has joy on the fact that Hashem gave us this opportunity of closeness through, through mitzvahs. Uh, like we see that the idea of birth is connected to crying, that when the baby cries, then we know that he's, he's healthy is, uh, and is, uh, uh, you know, a viable, uh, a viable child. And then after that, the next step is to give him uh, milk, and that helps the baby in its growth. And we, we explain that this idea of milk connects to joy, the sense of joy and pleasure. And, and which comes out of dam, comes out of blood. The milk is is transformed blood, and uh, blood represents the sense of gvura and yearning and distance. Uh, but when we then think about how, although yes, we're just physical beings, but still Hashem chose us and Hashem gave us opportunities to connect. So then, uh, we we uh, feel so excited, and this also is uh, why our links 
uh, dadim, the breast, with the bina, with understandings. Uh, simply that uh, the uh, one one meaning is that uh, the uh, chest is the heart, and that's where we have uh, understanding. It says bina leba that we have bina understanding in the heart. Uh, also, uh, as the uh, Gemara explains, there's uh, benefits and there's uh, un understanding. In other words, there's uh, reasons and and benefits. Uh, the fact that uh, with humans uh, they nurse from higher in the body, whereas in animals it's lower down in the body, and, and there's reasons for that, and therefore it's connected to understanding. But in this moment, where we talk about uh, the state of uh, the fetus uh, as being like in Golos and exile, the Kanya uses its mind and heart. Then once it's born, it uses mind and heart. And then it adds uh, uh, simcha, uh, adds uh, extra joy. Once it's born and, and the godliness is manifest through the milk, so uh, so the milk comes through the uh, the um, dad in the breast, which are connected to bina, because through meditating and reflecting, through deeply understanding and thinking about uh, about uh, ideas about to do with Hashem that will bring us to uh, to love and to joy. So that's how we get to the milk, the joy. Okay. Now we're going to turn on to page uh, Nunvav to conclude the Maimer. So now going back to the Pasuk, Avram, that Hashem appeared uh, to Avram, to the, the Yitzhak and Yaakov, to our forefathers, with the name Kel Shakai. So this uh, Shakai also is from the word the breast, uh, Shadayim. Uh, which is what gives milk and that what expand like expand lets the child grow bigger in other words to create a larger avenue and more larger feelings uh, for Hashem which uh, Ava love is from Abraham and Yira's reverence from Yitzchak <clears throat> and uh, on, although we've got the in the first half of the positive that the uh, the Avos, which are the source of the Ava, Ava Yer, and Rachman, the love, reverence, and, and, and mercy, pity, um, in, in service of Hashem. So that all uh, happens, and it's fed uh, from, from the meditation, and, and the, the, which is connected to Shaddai and the breast, like in milk, uh, which is joy. But, but I didn't... Uh, uh, Know them with the name uh, Havaya, with Hashem's name Havaya. Uh, this means that uh, that uh, although we have, although we uh, have uh, the full uh, all, all our emotions aligned with Hashem, we have uh, like Avram establish uh, Shachris, which is uh, Shachris is the daytime when there's revelation of Hashem to love Hashem. But uh, so that 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 that, there that you have the full quality of love, but then Yitzchak adds Yira, adds reverence, and and uh, to uh, to 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 have reverence and respect all for Hashem. But then there's an even higher level, which is what Moshe, uh, this the quality of Moshe, which is a complete bittel, complete uh, self nullification before Hashem. And there's an advantage of that over Avram and Yitzchak. Avram and Yitzchak means we have certain emotions aligned to Hashem and, and developed towards Hashem. But Moshe, his whole being was nullified before Hashem. He was just a conduit to let Hashem through. 
And that's why the Torah is given through him. And that's also the idea of dibur. Dibur means speech, letting Hashem's word uh, be expressed through our mouth. But dibur also means to, uh, to lead. Uh, like Yad that he leads the nations under him. So, uh, because uh, the Avas, they represent the different uh, uh, the different feelings, the Av and the Yira, so then they're all limited. Uh, whereas, uh, 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 where we led, Hashem's word just come through us, when we learn Torah with Bittal, with self-nullification, then Hashem's word is coming through us, so that is an even high level where it's not just we are trying to bond to Hashem, but Hashem is just Hashem is just being expressed through us. And uh, this wouldn't be achieved through Ava or Taino, through love or pleasure or reverence. Uh, but uh, whereas through Taira with the bitter self-nullification, so then we lead like it, Dibur Yadber from the word to lead, uh, meaning that we bring down Hashem's light into this world, not just in a, a state of Echad, in a state where, where even though there's other things, but they're still part of Hashem's oneness, but to bring down Hashem's light of Yachid, where there's Hashem and that's it, the only one. And that's revealed through Torah, where there's where Hashem just speaks through us. It's not that we are bonding to Hashem, there's only Hashem and that's it. And and we Hashem is speaking, revealing His presence through us. It's not like being a servant normally with the a, a, the bittel that's only at the level of kavura or reverence before Hashem. Then we're like a servant of Hashem. We have kabbalah soul. Whereas when we're one with Hashem, it's not that we have kabbalah soul that we have obedience, but we just let Hashem come through. It's not we are uh, listening to Hashem, but it, there's only Hashem and that's it. And therefore, uh, with uh, with learning Torah with the uh, Bittal, so it's not that we're servants of Hashem, but we are the monarch himself, that we just let uh, man, ma, ma, uh, that uh, Masnissa, that uh, Mishnah is Malchus, is the, um, is the monarch, because he just lets Hashem shine through. Uh, so it's not like uh, we're talking and we're learning, but it's like Hashem is uh, learning through through us. And this is something that the Aves didn't reach. They didn't re- reach this state of uh, of Hashem's essence itself uh, just being manifest uh, that Lainoidaiti, that Hashem didn't show himself to the uh, Aves, meaning that level of Yachid where there's only Hashem and that's it. And this is uh, what we are uh, achieving in the second Pasuk of Shema. The first Pasuk of Ahavta is like the Aves is trying to bond and attach, go up to Hashem. Whereas Vahaya Advarim, the next Pasuk, is uh, is saying that uh, that what Hashem wants, we're gonna do that, and that's it, and, and th- that's that's uh, because we're just letting Hashem shine through, and that's why it says Hashem Noichim that I command you, meaning Hashem Himself, as He is one, uh, not just one, but not just Echad, but Yachid. Whereas when we love Hashem, which is the previous pasuk of Ahavtos, then we're not loving Anoichi Hashem's essence, but it's Hashem's name, because we're loving Hashem as we understand Hashem, not Hashem's essence. 
uh, whereas uh, Torah comes from beyond Hashem, beyond the name Havaya, which is only a name of Hashem, it's from Hashem's essence, and uh, that is, uh, and uh, that is uh, the high level of Bittel, of Moshe, beyond the Abbas. Okay, so in short, uh, the Mimer is on the beginning of the parish of Era, talking about the how the the we have the revelation of Hashem Era, Hashem appears to us through the Avod of the Avos, through the service of the Avos, they serve Hashem with Ava of Avram or Kvor of Yitzchak, Yir of Yitzchak, and the Maim explains that the the, the marshal, the parable of a uh, fetus, that the fetus has all the limbs but doesn't use the higher limbs, the organs of the mind and the heart, the breathing, etc., only uses the lower limbs and the food goes straight to the stomach. Whereas once it's born, so then it uses all the higher limbs. Uh, but to develop it further, it's through milk, and this is uh, uh, the um, simcha, the joy that comes through, been through reflecting and meditating on uh, on ideas about Hashem that will bring us to to be excited about Hashem. And uh, although this is the um, uh, e- even in the time of Galos, even in the time of exile, where Hashem is not just clearly and obviously manifest, we can begin this process through our uh, focus and meditation on Shema, on Hashem's oneness. And uh, then ultimately, uh, the baby is born, meaning this revelation of Hashem, and this comes through uh, the milk, and we said that the milk comes, and milk is actually uh, blood, uh, which is transformed, so that's the idea of uh, of uh, Kavura as well on, on this sense of yearning from being afar. And then he con- concludes with explaining the Pasuk that the Aves achieve the most that they can, our forefathers, uh, in, in the name Kel Shakai. Shakai is uh, from the word Shadayim, uh, the breast, which is the, the, the source of the milk and, and connected to Bina, understanding and meditation and uh, about Hashem. And then, but then even higher than that is uh, Moshe, who, who's just uh, totally nullified before Hashem and just lets Hashem shine through. And that's the higher level that the Aves were not made aware of. Okay, so uh, that concludes the Mimer, and we'll, tomorrow we'll start the next Mimer by Daber Aleikim.